0: Well, God bless you. Welcome to the wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are going to be in several places in the Word of God today, and we're going to be talking about hindrances to faith. And one of the essential qualities of growing up in the things of Christ is renewing our mind according to the Word of God. Uh, Romans twelve one and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Paul also said this. He says, they uh, that uh, are born again, talking about the children of God, they that live in the Spirit have crucified the flesh. They that walk in the Spirit have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. So, Our physical body is a subject of crucifixion. It's a subject of sacrifice, uh, not doing the things that the world wants to do, not doing the things that uh, passions in our flesh want to do, but regulating and dominating our outer man with our inner man by uh, the Word of God. So uh, once again, uh, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, We all know, if we've been uh, saved for just a short period of time or saved over many, many years, that uh, there is a battlefield, and that battlefield is in the mind, learning to uh, discern between that which is good uh, from that which is evil. And so faith is present in us the very moment uh, that we uh, hear the gospel uh, preached. And uh, God deposits faith on the inside of us. You know, if we have a hearing ear, if we have a, 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 an open heart, uh, God begins to d- deposit faith on the inside of us. Faith, first of all, for the conviction of sins, and then to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Well, once we get saved, uh, faith is, a, is on deposit. And God expects us to use that. He, he said, actually, Jesus said this. He says, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. So um, Jesus expects us to use that which he has deposited in our spirit. But many times there's hindrances to faith and that's what we're gonna talk about in this session. So Heavenly Father, we thank you. Now, Lord, uh, uh, without the Holy Spirit, there's not a whole lot we can do. But Father, uh, we call upon the Helper to help us uh, Lord Jesus, for the Helper to help us and for us to deliver accurately and to hear accurately uh, the truths of your Word, and we'll give you thanks for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, it says this, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you are also called and have power professed a good profession before many witnesses now this is paul writing to timothy timothy has proven his faithfulness he has proven i mean through many of the trials and tribulations many things that uh, that he had gone through being a companion of the apostle paul he has proved over these uh, years even though timothy was still a young man yet he has proven himself to be a good warrior for the lord jesus christ and so <clears throat> Paul is stating this by way of encouragement, by way of reminding him to continue to fight the good fight of faith and to lay hold on eternal life. If we just go halfway in this life, we haven't gone far enough. We need to go all the way. Uh, salvation is an all the way prospect. You don't get half saved. You don't get a third saved. We don't get a quarter saved. We get fully saved. We get to be made whole uh, through Christ. Christ is not interested in having half of us. He uh, demands all of us, all of our spirit, all of our soul, and all of our body. And notice once again that uh, what Paul said, he says, if we, those that walk in the spirit have crucified the flesh. So that's a necessary part of the Christian faith. If we're going to walk in the Spirit, then we're going to have to crucify the flesh. And notice what else Paul says here. He says, fight the good fight of faith, and it's a good fight because we win. If we don't quit, if we don't remove ourselves or retreat from the battlefield, we are going to win. God has assured us in His Word because uh, Paul, in several places, says, number one, it's Christ that leads us to triumph. And he said in another place that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And he always causes us, God, Christ always causes us to have the victory. So if we know when we enter into a fight that we are going to win, then we have confidence. Amen. Praise God. Now, you know, we may suffer some bruises and things like that, but we know that we win. So uh, we have that confidence and we know when we uh, are confronted by the world, of flesh and the devil, we know that through faith, through this victorious uh, thing called faith, uh, that we're going to win over every time. And now Paul says this, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. I look at it this way. Paul is saying to Timothy, now lay hold of eternal life and all of life's benefits. Uh, We've got things uh, that that God has lined up for those who are willing to follow uh, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they're not bad things. They're good things. Amen. So we fight the good fight of faith. So we lay hold of the good eternal life. And then Paul ends this verse by saying, "Whereunto you are called. We're called to these things. We're called to. Uh, to fight the good fight of faith we're called to inherit and hold on to and lay hold of eternal life amen but we have to profess a good profession we have to profess a good confession before many witnesses amen praise god so tested and tried that's the christian life so now what are the hindr- first of all we're just going to talk a little bit about faith and then we'll get into uh hindrances uh, Paul wrote this to the Hebrew Christians in chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is the substance. It is the title deed of things that we hope for. Hope is always in the future. You know, we hope for a better life. We hope for a salary raise. We hope for a better job. We hope for healthier days. We hope uh, for for many things. Uh, we hope from. Uh, for deliverance one day from emotional troubles or from habits or from uh, addictions uh, that we've brought over uh, from the world, Faith gives substance to these things. Faith is a title deed for the things that we hope for. In other words, is down in writing. Once you have a title deed, you have ownership. Amen. Doesn't know, Doesn't matter what that title is. That title to real pop, property in your possession with your name on it, and it's a legal tender. Uh, that that is your uh, that property belongs to you. It's you. It's your, you have ownership of that property. And so faith is the title deed to the things that we have hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. You and I, we've been there. We know that in the name of Jesus, by, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, that what, we're, what we have hoped for now has become a reality. And it, we have the evidence, even though we don't have it in our possession physically or materially, we know that we have the evidence of these things. Praise God. And see, that's what faith is. It's the substance of the things we hope for. It's the evidence of the things that we're believing God for, but we don't see them, but yet we know that they're coming to pass, amen. And of course, faith grows. Faith gets stronger. Paul said in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by uh, the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. Hearing there is the Greek word rhema, and it's talking about the spoken word. So as we hear the word of God being preached, Or being read or being confessed faith then comes on the scene praise God so that's faith now let's talk about hindrances to faith now the first hindrance that I have written down here is not understanding our righteousness in Christ this is a faith destroyer if we're always looking ourselves as sinners who happen to be saved if we're always looking at ourselves as somebody that uh, doesn't know whether uh, God is on our side or not, if we don't understand who we are in Christ concerning our righteousness, then we're going to have trouble believing God uh, for the things that, Lord, we desire and the things that God says that we can have. You know, Paul writing to the Corinthian church says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creation, a new species of being, a brand new person inside. Old things are passed away. That old sin nature's passed away. It's been destroyed. It's been made inoperative. Behold, all things are become new. Talking about the new creation life. Amen. We have have passed from death to life, praise God. We are brand new people inside. When we have to understand that Jesus, it says this. Now, Paul said this. He said, Jesus was made sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God just as God the Father made Jesus sin for us. In other words, the sin of the world was laid upon Jesus as the perfect lamb without spot or wrinkle. Jesus suffered the penalty of our sin. He paid the ransom uh, for our sin. Now, if Jesus did that on the cross, and that's real, we know that. That's a fact. That's a Bible reality. As much as... Jesus was made to be sin for us. In that same degree, we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. We need to ingrain that, get that into our spirit, get that into our mind, bringing our soul and our spirit into agreement. The fact that the same degree... That Jesus was made sin for us is the same degree that we have been made the righteousness of God in him through faith in his blood. Once we understand that, all the guilt, all the sense knowledge, all this uh, sinful thinking. Well, we're all just sinners. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm so tired of hearing that statement because it's not true. I'm not a sinner. Now, I'm not perfect, and I have fallen many times, and there's many things I've had to confess, but that doesn't make me a sinner. I'm an imperfect believer in the Lord Jesus Christ who has been born again, who is, amen, training and renewing uh, our mind, who who is reaching toward uh, the goal of full spiritual maturity. And along the way, I may trip and fall. I may stumble. But Jesus is right there. He doesn't condemn me. Now, my own heart condemns me because what I did, I knew wasn't right. But what what do I do? What do I do? Do I go hide in fear? Do I go hide behind a bush, afraid God's going to strike me down? No. If we sin. And we, and if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You and I know when we've done wrong. You and I know when we've missed it. The Holy Spirit will communicate to that, will communicate that to us. But as soon as we confess our sin, it's gone. Amen. That that righteous relationship and fe, that righteous fellowship that we have with the Father and and, and with the Son has been has been restored. Amen. Praise God. And what's it based upon? It's based upon that we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are in right standing with Him. We have had that imputed to us. Amen. And we have imparted to us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, over in Acts 26, verses 17 and 18. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. This is uh, the Lord speaking to the Apostle Paul. I am sending you then to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance you have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. We have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. An inheritance among those who were sanctified by what? By faith in Christ. Sanctified by faith in Christ. So when you and I choose to believe, when we have believed God, amen, we were set apart and sanctified by that very faith that God imparted to us when we heard and received the gospel. Praise God. You talk about the power of God. The power of God was present to open up our eyes. The power of God was present to turn us from darkness to light. The power of God was present, amen, to deliver us from the power of Satan. The power of God was present to cause us to receive forgiveness of our sins. And the power of God is present, amen, to, uh, for us to receive an inheritance, those who have been sanctified by faith in him. Praise God. Hallelujah. When we understand who we are in Christ, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, Amen. Apart from our imperfections. Don't, we don't even talk about the imperfections. We talk about one thing. We have our eyes on Jesus. We don't have our eyes on ourselves. People who fail to understand their righteousness in Christ Jesus have their eyes on themselves. They don't have their eyes upon Jesus. So understanding our righteousness as Christ is very important when it comes uh, to faith and to believe in God, amen. The second thing, the second hindrance is is failure to understand our place in Christ. We have a place in Christ Jesus. Paul said it this way, if ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of the throne of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Paul said that you are dead, he's talking about dead—dead dead to the elements of this world, dead to the power of darkness, dead to the destructive force of evil that's uh, personified in, in the devil himself. We're not under his boot. We're not under his authority anymore. We've been translated out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of of God's dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, praise God. That's our place in Christ. Now listen to what Paul says here. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even just as others. Now, let's stop here at verse 3. What Paul is telling us here is that we were completely and entirely sold under sin. Our nature was that of the, of the, of the devil himself. Our, our mind and our bodies, they were all, bent on fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the carnal mind. Well, if we were sold under sin, spirit, soul, and body, how much more now are we sold under righteousness, spirit, soul, and body? Amen. If we were sold under sin, then we're sold to Christ. We're sold to righteousness. This is what Paul is talking about here. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Now, listen to this. I hope you have your shouting clothes on. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together. By grace, you have been saved. Not going to be one day in the sweet by and by. You have been. (laughs) Amen. That's the past tense. Praise God. Amen. You have been saved and raised up together and made sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's where your representation is. That's where Christ is. He's at the right hand of the throne of God. That's where your authority and my authority, that's where they extend to. Don't tell me. Don't tell Don't tell me you can't. God is not hearing your prayers. Absolutely. He hears every one of them. Well, why is he not answering my prayers? Well, just go back and start studying how you're praying. You know, there are uh, rules concerning prayer, how to get prayer answered. And one of them we're talking about in this session, faith. But God, who is rich in mercy, Oh, I tell you what, that is shouting ground right there. He is rich in mercy. For his great love, with he loved us. That is shouting ground too, praise God. We were dead in trespass and sins, but he made us alive. And he's raised us up. And he's made us sit together in heavenly places. Praise God, amen. The third hindrance. Third hindrance, not understanding our righteousness in Christ. Now, we have uh, we have gone through that, but there's another verse of Scripture here that I want us to see. Notice it says here in James chapter five, verses 16 through 18, confess your trespasses to one another. See, this is the area of not understanding our righteousness. We hold on to things that we shouldn't be holding on to. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. A lot of times the reason people aren't getting healed in their physical body or they're not getting uh, healed in their mind is because uh, there's trespasses they haven't confessed. There's prayers they haven't prayed. Amen. And they violate... Uh, the principles of faith, they violate the principles of prayer, and that's the reason why they're not getting answers. Amen. I always follow this rule. If there's something that I, I need, I spend some time in the Word. I'm reminding myself in the Word. Amen. I start ruminating and I start meditating in the Word. I always check down in my heart, is there faith resident there? If there's not faith resident in there, I don't pray until I get faith resident in there. And when I say resident, I'm talking a manifestation of faith that comes from the Word of God. If I can sense life, if I can sense that, if I uh, uh, understand and, and, uh, and I can sense in my spirit that faith is there, then I'm going to pray in faith. Praise God. Amen. And sometimes you and I both, we need help. And so really what James is saying here, if you're past doing for yourself, then then you you need help. And he says, confess your your trespass sins to one another, pray one for another that you may be healed. Then he says this, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails not. Once again, here we're talking about righteousness. Your righteousness prevails. And then he uses Elijah for an example. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was, he was a fallen creature just like you and I. The only difference between you and me and Elijah was that he was not born again, but he was a man of God. He, the anointing of God was upon him to stand in the office of the prophet. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that would not rain and it did not rain on land for three and a half years. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. 1 Kings chapter 17. Amen. I think we need to go by, go back there and read that. Amen. To see how Elijah prayed, and how he prayed through, and how God answered that prayer. Now, the fourth thing that we need to understand concerning hindrances to faith is not understanding our right to use the name of Jesus. I tell you, so much of the time, the name of Jesus is used as a token, but not in power. One thing that separates us today from the apostles in the first century, they understood the power of the name of Jesus. Now, listen to Peter in Acts chapter 3. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, yes, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And his name, through faith in his name. When we use the name of Jesus, there must be faith attached to it. We can't use the name of Jesus just as... uh, a nomenclature just just saying that out of out of some type of tradition, some way of us doing things. No, when we speak the name of Jesus, we're speaking in the authority of that name. That means that we have all of the angelic hosts behind us. Amen. Let, let me go back. That means we have God the Father behind us. We have Jesus at the right hand of the throne of God behind us. We have all the angelic hosts behind us. Everything that heaven is everything that heaven has everything that heaven does is back behind the name of Jesus praise God now that's power there is power in the name of Jesus Peter understood that and so when he walked by the gate called beautiful and he saw that lame man there and that lame man stretched out his hand to receive something of Peter Amen. Faith was activated. I mean, there was a power that came, rose up on the inside of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And that man got up and walked. Praise God. Why? Because there was faith in the name of Jesus coming out of the apostle Peter. Mark sixteen fifteen through 20. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel of every creature. That's all we need right there is that command to go. And if God commands us to go, then there is power and authority behind that command for us to do what he has called us to do. And that works in every area of church ministry and evangelistic ministry. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, in my name they'll speak with new tongues. They shall take up servants, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth, by faith they went forth, and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. See, they had to act upon what Jesus said, just like you and I have to act upon the word what the word declares. If we're if we're if we're believing God for healing, then we've got to act upon the word, and then we've got to act like the word is true. John fourteen. Thirteen and fourteen, and what's whatsoever? Just verse thirteen, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That's all we need concerning prayer. Concerning that's all we need. Jesus already said it. Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. That's it. We already have the things that we prayed for. We already have the things that we believe for, because Jesus said, "I will do it." Amen. So the fifth thing is our lack of understanding or our or lack of understanding how to act upon uh, the word of God. And James says it this way, chapter one, verses 22 through 25, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Well, how does a hearer deceive himself? Because he thinks he does not have to act upon the word of God and everything for him is gonna be okay. It's not gonna be okay. Hearers fall, doers stand. Hearers fail, doers succeed. Amen. Now the last one, not understanding our confession of faith in him. Mark 11:23. Jesus, that's that is the god kind of faith. And faith is always measured by our confession. We are what we confess. And our confessions rule us. If we're confessing the Word of God, the Word of God is ruling us. If we're confessing defeat, worry, anxiety, doubt, unbelief, our confession rules us. So these are the things, these are the hindrances to our faith. And so we do exactly the opposite of what the hindrances are and will be a great success when it comes to receiving from God by faith. Father, we bless you. We thank you today for your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. who gives life.